There are more than Ninja Turtles in the sewers of New York City, and they're not staying down there anymore. That's right. We watched Chud, so it is now time for the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst horror movies, movies that are so bad it's scary. I am your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you today? Hello, lovely people. It's good to hear Marshall. I was going to say it's good to hear from you, but no one's talking to us. It's no. just Marshall, so yep. my bad. Anyway, it's great to have you listening. Thank yes. you very much. So, yes, like I said, we listened to, or listened, ch- watched Chud, uh, the 1984 uh, horror release. Uh, this movie, this might be a little hard one to do. It, this could be an interesting podcast, this episode. Uh, it's not quite as action-oriented as most of the other ones. It's not as scary as the other ones which most of them aren't scary anyway but this movie is a lot of bureaucracy going on like bureaucracy Bureaucracy. meetings meetings red tape a lot of red tape going on like political intrigue um i kind of to me this movie is a lot of nothing's happening nothing's happening nothing's happening nothing's happening it's over. It's over. <laughs> that was basically this movie so i mean would you classify this movie as a horror movie I, honestly as a kid growing up, every time I saw it in, a, in the, the, the VHS tape on the show, it was always classified under the horror movies. And it looks fucking scary. It looks good, but, you know, it's got this, the creature coming out of the sewer. It's uh, a scary cover. It is a scary cover. It makes you, and it's got chud, you know, it's like the old creature features. But once you watch, it's like, oh my God, no, it's not. I have a hard time classifying it as a horror. Maybe it's a different style of. I mean, maybe science horror, fiction, science, horror almost, sci-fi, you know, thriller, but, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I, I don't know if I classify this as actual horror. Um, it's any different type if it is. Uh, we're getting into it. The one thing this movie does have, though, surprisingly, against as opposed to Molly, I went to the writing overall is not that bad. No, it's, it's got not. some decent writing. The acting's pretty good. The acting's got well, it's it's because it's got a hell of a cast. Right. I mean, it's got some really well known people for the time in the eighties. And it even has people that are casted in it that went on to huge things but had incredibly small roles. Like one person that I'll bring up in a minute is basically just a glorified extra. She got uh listed in the she got credit as her you know in the title or in the credits not as just an actual, but an actual character, but she never speaks in the entire movie. But um, and that would be uh, Patricia Richardson, who went on to fame as uh, Tim Allen, I think, in the uh, show Home Improvement. She played right. the wife in that, and she's done <laughs> a lot of other things. But she's in this movie, and all she does is just stand there in the background. Um, another, the biggest actor I think to come out of this, maybe not the time, but definitely one of the the most successful, in my opinion, is is. Local, our local, local to us, Mr. John Goodman. Yeah, St. Louis native John Goodman. He, a skinny John Goodman. Well, yeah, skinny for John Goodman. For John Goodman, Goodman a skinny John Goodman. <laughs> he, he doesn't even come into like 45, 50 minutes into this movie, maybe even end. more than that, because yeah, like this is like an hour and 40 minutes. He's the beginning of the last act. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he's only, he's got like maybe 10 lines and he's done. He still nails it. Oh, but he he does nail it. <laughs> um, but so this throws John Hurd, who was huge in the 80s, um, and Daniel Stern. Right. And uh, Christopher Curry, uh, who at first was like, oh my god, is that Tim Curry's brother? But no, no relation. That was, so also uh, Sam McMurray. Yes, I did. Sam McMurray, not a common household name, right? But everybody you, recognizes the guy. The guy is him. a huge character actor. He actually has like over 175 credits to his name. Jesus. Um, 
actually wrote down like, some of his most famous stuff are just like Breaking Bad, ER, NCIS, Friends. And those are just like the top. You no, know, I mean, he's got TV shows up the wazoo, mm-hmm. voiceover work. He's he's a steady working influence in, in, in the in entertainment. So, um, so yeah, movie, we'll just do it because this is going to be really kind of hard to do this one, but we're going to tr- do our best to jump right in and get going. So the movie has some great 80s credits like just black with like neon blue <laughs> credits it's, it's with, totally with like 80s. weird synthesizer yeah music. electronic music it's, <laughs> it's definitely 80s uh it opens with a woman just walking her, her little tiny dog which i imagine this thing is really freaking annoying anyway middle of the night middle of the night down in a bank like completely empty streets of new york which if this is new york those streets are never empty and there's a lot of empty streets but new york is never empty uh, it's 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 uncharacteristic yeah so just Coincidentally, just perfectly on cue, she approaches the manhole cover and drops a water so bottle right next to she's it. She's walking her dog in the middle of the street. Yeah, in the middle, you know, not down the, the sidewalk. Just, just down the center of the street. Yep. And Again, no cars, no people. <laughs> I, I don't know what New York this is supposed I, yeah. to be. But um, So she drops this bottle, and as soon as she bends down to pick it over on cue... Uh, the mantle cover opens up and we see the green monster. Green hand. talon hands. The uh, chud has grabbed the lady. Yeah. It's got, you know, big old nails, de- deformed hand and arm. It grabs her by the ankle and yanks her into the sewer and it pulls her dog along with her because she's attached to it. And that's how the movie opened. Chud. Chud, yeah. And then, so now we get introduced to the main, one of the main characters. Just like three really main characters in that movie. Four, if you count, follow the, if you consider the girl. It, um, it's it's there's a lot going on. Yeah. In this movie. So there's three main uh, protagonists in this movie. Uh, John Hurd is one of them. He plays George Cooper, who's a photographer, and we see him standing in the upper story window of some building at Gis's apartment. But he's taking pictures of homeless people as they're walking around the streets, um, and you get this message uh, from Derek, who I guess is supposed to be his agent. You never right. meet the guy. You just right. he's just on voice machine voice messages the whole time. And he's talking about deadlines and how underground homeless people are going missing. So there's your first foreshadowing right there. Um, we meet Lauren here. This is George's girlfriend, and she's also the model. Um, uh, they live together and all this stuff. Uh, it's a lot of this stuff. It's so boring. I'm going to try it. <laughs> just kind of touch she is, some of the... She's kind of 80s hot, you know? Yeah, like, and but, that's tough. And it's 80s, it's 80s funny hot. to say 80s hot because she's got no butt. Nope. She's got, like, no butt, no boobs. I mean, she's a pretty girl or whatever. And she's got forehead. crimped. She's got crimped. Marshall, she got a giant forehead. <laughs> <laughs> she does have crimped hair and no butts of it. It's also those, the '80s clothes too. Yeah, like, and she's style. just she's a skinny, real skinny. Yeah. Um, so she's they're jibber jabbering back and forth, and she goes downstairs. We find out that basically they've just moved in, so a lot of their stuff is still in like the building's basement storage area. Right. So she goes downstairs to look for her jewelry box. And on the way down, she meets Francine, the landlady, and her kid, Jason. Not that it really matters. Um, and But Francine, to me, kind of looked like an 80s version of Carol from The Walking Dead. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, she had the short hair. Very short hair, kind of grayish. Like yeah. oh, you can tell much younger than uh, Karen McBride, or I think he plays. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that was awesome. But, yeah, definitely looks like an 80s Carol. Um, so now Francine, next thing she's walking down the street, and she comes up on a giant pile of boxes and trash um, littered on the sidewalk. And we see the trash move a little bit, and she gets closer, and the boxes just erupt, like just explodes upward and outward. 
and it startles her and she goes back to look instead of running away like oh my god like i'm gonna check this out and she looks behind the box and there's a giant hole in the ground bloody hole leading down into the sewers or under the sidewalk or whatever whatever um again not much going on uh this gets us to the police station where we meet captain bosch who is kind of the other um main character protagonist played by christopher curry um, again, nothing really happens. Nothing really happens. There's some talk about some guy named Kirby is missing. So more time, more missing people. And all these missing people typically are homeless. Yeah. Or they call them underground dwellers. Yeah. Or, under, well, yeah. Homeless and pe- the homeless that live under the ground. Mm-hmm. Although this Kirby guy, I don't think is homeless. He's somebody else. No. But um, but regardless. Yeah, it doesn't so. matter. Next, we get the photo shoot of George is taking pictures of Lauren for some perfume ad. And he's. George hates this. He's yelling about the whole time about how much this sucks and how bad the perfume is and how awful it is. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he really comes off a it's dick. Like I, his girlfriend is there to get like this modeling gig and it's her time to get national exposure, and he's just yeah. on his soapbox about how like I, I don't know if he's like an anti-corporate artist guy, but he's like fuck. You know, he doesn't say fuck, but he's like you know fuck this and this sucks and this perfume sucks and they know what they do. They know it sucks. They know it smells bad. This is stupid. And he's like really ranting and raving yeah. about this. It's kind of being a dick. Yeah, and somehow he manages with his awesome Ace technology. Holds his, he gets a, he gets on the phone, holds up this little black box to the telephone receiver, and all of a sudden he's checking his voice messages from his apartment. So that's like <laughs> awesome Ace technology, which I don't even know how that works. I don't either. I don't know how that works, but uh, he gets his messages and he say he gets a moment from this woman who's saying she's at the police station and that you know. Oh, we meet her back in the police station. And she's getting interrogated by boss. She's a homeless chick who tries to steal. Uh, Sam cop the guy cop who plays by played by Sam Murphy his gun and somehow she knows George and she calls George to go bail out of jail so George he takes off um, again not much is happening <laughs> I don't even know if I want to do all this it just, I might even just skip ahead to a lot of this uh, eventually we meet uh, Daniel Stern's character gets introduced uh, he plays AJ the Reverend Shepherd. Um, yeah, it, what a name! Yeah, which <laughs> Reverend Shepherd. Yes, there's no biblical. He's no. He's not preaching. Not doing anything. He just basically runs a really shitty homeless shelter, soup kitchen kind soup of place. kitchen thing. And yeah, so he's he's just a guy who wants to help out the homeless, and he yeah. looks like he's homeless himself. Yeah. He just looks really dirty. He's got like a giant like '80s perm afro over there. Right. It, it's huge. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, if you watch Bob's Burgers, but he kind of looks like uh, Hugo's sidekick, the Helder Spectre guy. <laughs> I don't know. He's a big old poofy hair. But um, Have you seen Home Alone? Home Alone 2, when Daniel Stern gets electrocuted and his hair goes poof. <laughs> it looks like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. So we, we do learn that Bosch at one point had arrested Stern in the past. For what? I don't, even, don't think they... Go into and it doesn't matter. It never they comes have, back. Like, like right when they meet each other, they seem like they have a, like a long old relationship that's been hurt. Like it, they never mention it. It's just my interpretation that maybe they were friends or something like that before, because he's talking to him in such a familiar way. Yeah, and he's speaking with them in like like they were they had some sort of relationship before, it, but there's no indication that that exists, and I don't know if that's attributed to actual good acting and good script work or or what yeah i don't know um i all know is that they says oh you're you know you learn that he bosch arrested uh shepherd in the past for something you never know um and they're talking about aj's talking about helping the the homeless people and that a lot of the the under 
ground homeless people are, are going missing. They're not coming up for their soup anymore. Uh, <laughs> back at the police station, George is bailing out the homeless bag lady um, who tried Officer Crespi, that's Sam Murray, Murphy's character, or whatever his name was. Um, and he says it was for this guy named Victor, not her. We learn out later Victor is this woman's brother, another one of the under, underground people. Uh, blah, blah. At this point, we meet. The bag lady takes. She, she takes George to go see Victor. Yep, underground. She says, "Do you have bandages?" And he's like, "Okay, he's hurt. She wants he wants to go help Victor." Yeah. So they go down like a labyrinth of tunnels. Yeah, and they, it, like they start in the sewer, like the subway tunnel. They go down to the subway, right. and then they find the old abandoned tunnels. They and, just go all these different yeah. ways, and you know they, you know they kind of get the hint that it's a very long, you know, windy kind of thing. They come to Victor. Yeah. They find Victor, and Victor. Semi delusional, but he's he's sick. He's yeah, feverish. He's sick, I mean, because serious. the wound that they show, holy shit! It's it's pretty bad. It's huge. Bone is exposed. It's all ripped open. Yeah. And, and George is like, uh, "We need to take it to the hospital." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "No." It's actually pretty for all the makeup and special effects. This movie that's actually probably the best effect. Uh, yeah. The leg wound is, mm-hmm. is actually pretty good. Um, Vicar says he wanted the gun for the ugly fuckers that are downstairs. Yeah, the guy who ate the one of the chuds apparently ripped a hole out of his leg. Yep, and you know he's talking about seeing monsters, but they think he's just delusional. Yeah, we're just crazy on the guy. Uh, we cut back to another scene of uh, Shepherd, uh, uh, the Reverend, and uh, uh, Bosch, the police uh, police lieutenant or captain. I don't think he's a captain. Yeah, he um, just got promoted. Captain. That's right. Shepard makes a big deal about. Um, they're talking about more about the missing people cases, and we learned that Bosch's wife is now missing. Uh, we, this is where we learned that she was the woman in the opening scene that got dragged down. She while was the walking, dog walker, dog, dog walking woman. Yep. Now, uh, some we learn here that something odd is going on with the, the annual uh, EPA probe of the subway tunnels, which is the Environmental Protection Agency. They're down there, you know doing some crap and they say like this is only supposed to last about a week mm-hmm. but it's lasted four weeks and all this stuff's going on so the epa is down in the tunnels with the underground homeless yeah and the homeless are getting creeped out because they're not leaving they're there for, they've been there for like four plus weeks yeah and it's just causing a lot of headaches and problems uh shepherd now takes bosch down to show him what he's found uh on the way down through the tunnels they find a geiger counter which they turn it on, and as soon as they turn it on, the thing is like beeping. It ramps up the full, it's you know, full head-on, get the hell out kind of mode, mm-hmm. uh, and then starts to fade back down to where it's not going off at all. So it basically indicates that something was coming, something right after is getting up to him and then walking away. And then shortly after it drops to zero, you hear like a big old roar, <laughs> kind of, yeah, echoing from the tunnel. Am I doing that right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably about, yeah. that's a good shot. Thanks. That's probably that's pretty good. Uh, just takes it back to George's. Lauren tells George that she's pregnant, and then they have a debate about if they're going to keep the kid or not. Again, no relevance to the movie, yeah. but it's a very long scene. Yeah, it, it it goes. It does take a while, and it has no bearing on them. The only thing I get that maybe that's supposed to do is it's supposed to make her more vulnerable or like like more sense of danger. Or you know, when she when we get to the end when she is in danger, it's like oh my god, she's pregnant now too. Oh, we really have to. I don't know. It really bears no movement in the movie. It, it's just a time filler, which they didn't need because the movie's long enough as it is. It's kind of good character development. Yeah, but it means nothing. Uh, now we get a guy, random guy and this little girl walking down the street late night. Again, another late night New York scene with nobody on the no other people on the streets, no cars going to buy. Right. Just apparently New York is the city that sleeps now because they <laughs> nobody is out at, at night here. 
Uh, they stopped using old-fashioned phone booth that yeah, still existed. Yeah, so he's it's this older guy walking with this little girl. Yeah, so it make, he's he's like we're lost, we're lost. He's talking to somebody on the phone, but I'm thinking to myself, why didn't you have the address? Couldn't you just tell the cab or whoever? They said they took the subway. Yeah, so I, I don't know, just yeah, it's lame. it's yeah, it's a lame convenience um, vehicle to get to this point. And so he's on the phone. The little girl sees something coming out of the manhole cover. She tries to warn the man. First, this is where we first see the chud in full effect. Uh, he, the guy looks up at the phone, and we outside the phone booth. Actually, Chud figured out how to open the door because the door is already open. Um, we see the big glowing yellow eyes and the fang teeth, and so it's just a quick close-up of eyes and teeth. You don't see the whole thing yet. And the Chud yanks the guy out of the booth by the neck, leaving the girl alone, and that's it. You don't see what happens to him. He dies. You hear about, but you. That's another one of these movies where you never see. The deaths, really. No, you just you, see the aftermath. You, need, you see the before and the aftermath, which is really annoying. Uh, We're here for violence. Yeah, we want <laughs> we want to get the gore. And so next morning, back at the police station, you see the little girl there sitting at death, and she's basically reported the us monster from the sewer killed her grandfather. And the cops are kind of dicks about it. They're like, yeah. <laughs> this girl said she saw a monster. <laughs> her grandpa's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a bunch of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> This is a traumatized little girl yeah. by herself who says her grandfather has been killed. And they're like, <laughs> monsters. Ooh, kids will say the darndest thing. <laughs> so this causes Bosch to launch into action. He, he overhears this. Bosch is like, I've had enough. I've had, yeah. I'm getting the, I, he, he calls the police. No, it's actually the commissioner. They call him the commissioner. It's, it's, so you might as well be calling you know, Commissioner Gordon for all we care. Um and he wants every. He's like, I want everybody on the case. Pull them off the streets. Pull them off the traffic duty. I want everybody on this. I want, I want two he, cops on every corner. He's basically once away from calling the national guard on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he now he goes to pick up AJ, and the two of them go off to George's place, and this they find pictures of Victor and his wounded leg, and uh, Shepard basically takes them. He steals the pictures. Uh, now we get to. Oh, God, it's so long, and it gets so ridiculous. But now we get into the meeting section of this movie, where it's just meetings and meetings and people arguing back and forth in a conference room and government cover-ups, and it's so boring. Uh, (laughs) So Bosch is having a meeting with the police chief and the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, the NRC. Uh, The guy's name is uh, Wilson. 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 And Wilson is... The bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. If there's a bad guy in this movie, it's Wilson. Yeah. Uh, And Bosch wants the truth about the conspiracy going on with the missing people and the government. They're like, oh, there's nothing going on, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to, of course, cover it up. And the police chief commissioner, he's, like, siding with the government people. He's, like, trying to get Bosch to stand down and... Yeah, so he's he's trying to ex- like oh, how do you explain this? He's and he Bosch even said he's like I've been ordered to ignore disappearances and ignore missing person reports in my area. I can't do it anymore. Yep. And they're saying, well, you're going to have to. Yep. And he's just like, no. So it's basically the meeting goes on for like ten minutes of them bickering back and forth about yep. well, this will be a big black eye on our yeah. Blah, and, blah, and, blah, Shepard, blah, 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 and, and Daniel Stern's there. He's you know he's like a, kind of a. I don't know. He's not really a hippie, but I mean, he's really kind of anti government. He's, he's like the, anti, the conspiracy yeah. theorist. Right, yeah, he's right. a conspiracy theory guy. Um, he's the guy who probably thinks 9 11 was an inside job or something. And Shepard, he gets all heated during this meeting. He throws uh, Wilson's briefcase off the table across the room and he storms out. 
When Bosch goes to pick it up, he sees a file in the briefcase labeled Chud. And he wants to know what this is. And so Wilson, at this point, gets a phone call. And it's, you know, from who, who knows? knows. It's like his superiors or something. Because he says, oh, Chud, that's confidential. You know, that's top secret, blah, blah. Yeah. But then just coincidentally, he happens to get a phone call from Iris. Like, oh, by the way, go ahead and tell him this. Oh, yeah. By the way, go ahead and tell him about that secret confidential stuff. Yeah. Because it, I, was, I was listening the whole time. Whoever I am. So he tells the group that two gas men uh, found, and this is where he learned about Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers, a.k.a. Chud, and is dead. So he thinks the, tra- he thinks the threat is over. They found one and it's dead. Um, and sh- uh, so now Shepard's outside using... <laughs> this is such a weird... It's actually kind of funny. Scene. I like it. It's, it's actually kind of good. Uh, Shepard goes to use a payphone. So Shepard left the meeting and yeah. he's like, gosh, I'm going to... You think he's going to call the newspaper or something Somebody. to try and expose there it? There is a newspaper report that's kind of found every around. His name's Murphy. He comes <laughs> and goes. Another fucking... Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so he, he puts his dime in and the phone booth and the, and the uh, phone and right as he's about to dial this guy in a red polo shirt and sunglasses comes up and just hits like the little uh, he hangs it up hang, hangs up switch a little coin exchange and the di- he takes the dime out when he comes up and puts it in his mouth and they just and then him and Stern and this guy just stare at each other for a while like what's going on <laughs> so he's obviously a stooge you know yeah, he's of, a government the, of, the, and, of the government but the guy just puts the quarter but, or dime in his mouth and just stares at him like what you gonna do about it? Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything. He just gives him this look, like, "What you gonna do?" That was move. Fucking awesome. It starts like looking at him like, "What the fuck?" I think, I think Daniel Stern's just like, oh, uh, shit. and he just turns and walks away. So and that's actually one of the better scenes in this movie. It was actually that I was like pretty that good. One, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we're at the secret meeting where Bosch and the police chief commissioner and Wilson, the NRC guy, pull up to what looks like an old warehouse uh factory it's a you know something and they're told by another asian government guy that they have to put on the radiation suits before they go in and this is where we find the body they have the body of the dead shot one of the chuds yeah and the new asian government guy says that it was that it was definitely at one time human and he lifts up like the body back cover to reveal the chud now again at this point the camera pans up and it only shows facial reactions um, and it, as everybody lays eyes on the chud for the very first time. But you eventually, at the very end, you get the close-up of Bosch's eyes, and then the camera kind of shifts focus, and now we see the chud in uh, the reflection of Bosch's hazmat right. mask mm-hmm. suit. And it, looks like, a, it looks like a shriveled-up green raisin. It, it really doesn't look... <laughs> with teeth. Yeah, it, with teeth. It, it's not that impressive. I, well, I don't know. I thought the creature effects were all right. Oh, I, well... Sort of. Yeah, I'll get to that later at the end. It's pretty awful. Um, but anyway, so now the Wilson, he thinks that this is the only one. Like, this was just a, an isolated incident. It's the only one. Isolated incident. There's no other chuds yep. down there. And we're going to we're going to set up the cleanup crew. We're going to send a cleanup team in down there to, you know, where you wipe this clean or whatever. And, of course, Bosch like, dude, that's stupid. There could be more of these. Right. Um, Let me send in some cops. He's like, I'm going to yeah. send in a team. With armed with flamethrowers. Yeah. And I'm like, what the f- flamethrowers? Like, first of all, okay, cool. That's, that works. But I didn't know police had access to flamethrowers. Like, flamethrowers were standard issue for police. <laughs> uh, who knows? I mean, it's not SWAT or anything like that. And I personally, I don't know the last time flamethrowers was used since, like, World possibly Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. Vietnam, they, like, they blew yeah. them into the uh, yeah, Viet Cong the tunnels and all right, that. Right, right. But after that, I, I thought at one point they were deemed, like, you know, inhumane and like right, barbaric, right. so they stop using them. Um, 
But as far as New York police is walking on the flamethrowers, this blew my mind. Like, how do they have these? I, so, awesome. uh, anyway. <laughs> so now, uh, Willis is like, there's no way the clean, uh, uh, the, uh, says no way the clean crew goes down, or the flamethrowers are going down with him. He's like, no way. Uh, but Bosch's like, fuck you. He sends the guys down anyway. So, now we get this, like, little monitoring station. There's, like, watching... Bosch and Wilson are watching the two teams down there on a monitor. So somebody down there has a camera that they're... Well, they showed it. They showed the one of the hazmat guys. There's there's the cops with the frame, flamethrowers in, yeah. in blue. Which the flamethrowers look ridiculous, they by the way. They look really weird. They look like really cheap. Like just like sleek silver... Handheld blenders. That's what I yeah, thought. I thought they, they were like really, really giant weird. And then they blenders. kind of look like attached, like really like a really cheap version of the Ghostbusters proton packs. Eh. They 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 don't have like gas tanks and two. It's a really cheap. Anyway. It's really bad. So, so there's two teams. There's the cops and the hazmat guys. The hazmat yeah. guys are filming. You know, so they have so Bosch and Wilson can watch. In yeah, the, there's it's being ready yeah. to like this little monitor and they're talking for that radio headset. And Bosch says, oh, what's the, one of the, the flamethrower guys is like, oh, there's something moving. And they start flaming down, you know, mm-hmm. throwing the firing down the uh, one of the tunnels. And Bosch is like, oh, I think I see something in the fire or in the flames. And then right after that, the feed goes dead, yeah, of course. You hear, ah! you see, yeah. yeah, you hear a bunch of noise and static. So now George is back at his apartment and he notices that the pictures he took of Victor are gone. This is where he calls that reporter, Vic Murphy. We're introduced to beginning at the cop station, but again, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And they go down and say, "Hey, let's go check these tunnels." So those two go off now to tunnel dive. Uh, Wilson now decides that he wants to flood the sewers and the tunnels with gas, um, and that's it. <laughs> so he wants to gas he wants out gas the, he wants to gas out the chuds. Yep, and, and cut the shepherd who is at his soup, soup kitchen. kitchen. He's getting ready to cook dinner for his homeless and. The pie light on his little stove goes out. So he goes outside to this metal, like, sidewalk, like, trap door that leads down to his basement. He goes down there to check the pie light or whatever it is. He never even gets to it. And and he runs in this vow. Who is this crazy homeless guy who you we meet earlier when Bosch and Shepard first get introduced. But He's just crazy. He's just crazy. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you got to leave. It's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. So Val starts to climb up the ladder to get out. And as, as he's climbing up, the metal door falls down, hits him on the head, and kills him? Just, I think it broke his neck. I guess. Yeah, it would have to, but it, it looked so weak. It's like, like, I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt. Like, ow, oh, like, yeah. oh, God, that hurts. But, no, it straight up kills this guy. And he's not like a small guy. This guy's a big, big guy. Dude, he's yeah. a big dude. But so it, it kills him. <laughs> And then you see outside, you see that same guy at the polo. The goon. The goon. Yeah. The polo drink glass. the dime. Yeah. Um, lock, pat, put a padlock on this and door. So he locks, locks uh, Daniel Stern yeah. underground. Yep. Now we're back to George and Murphy. So uh, George and Murphy underground. Yeah. And Daniel Stern is underground. Yep. And George's like, I'm getting tired of all this walking around tunnels. He's about to head back. When Murphy gets grabbed by a chud. And dragged off. Yeah, George is trying to pull his legs yep. and, you know. Try, he's grabbing an ankle, the ankle's back and forth. Nope, doesn't work. Murphy's gone. And uh, so, and Murphy drops a gun. George now has a gun lost in the sewers. Yeah. So, yeah, George picks up Murphy's gun. Uh, this takes us back to Shepard, and he, since he's trapped, he decides the only way to get out is to go further down and find an exit somewhere else. So he starts 
descending down into uh and but somehow he still has the Geiger counter with him, which he didn't have earlier, but he magically pulls that out from nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And he uses to help sneak around the tunnel. Um which isn't very useful really because he comes upon a group of like four chuds who are oh. just like hanging out. I know and the Geiger counter isn't going off at all. It's not it doesn't beep, it doesn't he's just there's just four so chuds he's, hanging he's, out. He's crawling around, walking around, and then he sees four. He finds like the chud lair, yeah, or the chud the feeding ground home. or something. And they're yeah. all just like rolling around in toxic ways, like really into it. Like their arms are raised, like Argh. yeah, it, it, yeah. It's kind it's, of weird. It's like they were worshiping this toxic waste or something. It kind of reminded me of like like an African like tribal dance. It was like they're kind of they weren't really dancing, but you know they're you know staying around the what instead of the fire, they're like pools of toxic waste, arms up, and they're kind of. Gyrating, wiggling around, wiggling around yeah. all weird. So it's it, it's strange. It's strange. So Daniel Cern makes a little bit of noise. He, he, knocks, he, he hides in the alcove first. Like, oh, let me hide. Yeah, completely unseen. He's fine, but he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get a little closer. I'm gonna look. sneak just a little bit closer yeah. to these cannibalistic human underground dwellers. Yeah, <laughs> humanoid underground dwellers. Right. Uh, and of course, as he's sneaking, he kicks rocks over. And uh oh, now the judge know where he is. But all he does is he ducks back into the alcove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, but he's on the run. He is on the run. And now, uh, but I don't understand. Like, like I said, why the gagger counter wasn't going off this entire time boggles my mind. Uh, now we cut to Lauren, who's going through stuff in the basement storage area again, and for no reason whatsoever, she tries to open the metal trap door. Right. I don't. Door. That was something. I, I thought I missed something. I thought there was what? Did I miss it? Did I? Did I? Did no, something. At the very over? beginning, when she went down there to get the jewelry box, she finds she hear, you kind of hears like some scratching coming from underneath it, but she leaves. She ignores it. Now she comes back down. No sounds made. Nothing. She's down there for some complete other reason. I forget. But she's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to open this random door for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. There's no purpose to it. Um. So, back to Shepard, who's running through the sewers. Well, she goes down into that little. She goes into that basement. She finds the dog. Yeah, that's yeah. We can skip that. She basically opens up with like a cane or something and finds bumps into the dead dog hang who's been hung by his leash. You think the chuds would have eaten it? Yeah, (laughs) you gotta think so. But they're just. But I'm just like saying, like I don't understand why she goes down there in the first place. No, there's no point to go down there. No idea. So, uh, Shepard, who's right from the chuds, he. Starts climbing a pole. He drops the Geiger counter. And now, as soon as that thing hits the ground, now the thing starts going off <laughs> and surges all the way to the top as the, as a chud is coming down the tunnel. Um, now, we get to some guy sitting on the bank of some body water. I don't know if it's the Hudson River or some or what it is. He's on a pier. He's, on a, yeah. he's not even on a pier, but, yeah, it's, he's on the rocky co- coast of it. And Bosch and two other cops pull up to ask him if he's the one that found it. He nods yes. And Bosch and two cops walk down the rocky banks to find a decapitated head. And one cop yells out, that's his wife. Get him out of there. So, so we find his wife's head now. Find his wife's head. Yeah. So. Um, and was it me? I don't think that head looked anything like the woman in the beginning. I don't even remember even if we saw the woman's face. I we thought did. she was wearing a we hat did. or something. No, we saw her because when she was picking up the bottle, it doesn't look anything like it. I didn't even notice her face, so who, I can't comment on that one. Um, <clears throat> doesn't look anything like it, guys. I will take Aaron's word for that one. Uh, yeah, quick scene of Lauren running into her apartment, slamming the door behind her. That's the entire scene. Well, no, she then she takes a shower. Well, later, yeah, no, but this well, scene, now because now we cut back to Bosch and the two cops who are now are at a bar, and Bosch is drinking, smoking, talking about his wife, which is fine. He, his wife's dead wife's head, so yeah, but, you know, that fuck you up, too. 
Now we go back to Lauren. She calls the cops to come check out the dead dog, but she never gives an address. She's like, there's a dead dog here in my place. Can you come check it out? Click. Hangs up the phone. Thanks. And then she goes and just sits on the toilet for I don't know why. She doesn't, like, she's not using the toilet. She just goes and sits on the toilet. And I'm like, of all the places to go sit, relax, or recover from a traumatic event or a scare, why would you just go sit on the toilet? I don't know. Now the metal door in the basement starts to open up, and you see the shut hand creep out. This is where Lauren gets in the shower, and she notices the shower isn't. It's backing up. She's backing up. So she gets a wire hanger, unravels it, starts trying to undo the clock, and blood erupts from this for zero reason yeah no no why there's blood what's in the pipes. happening just and they're on like the third floor yeah easily the third so floor. it's just yeah. blood just spurts everywhere it sprays for, her in the face no oh, reason no it's like, it, what how what hey. i don't get it i i will say the one thing I, i'm glad i was i was waiting for like something like i thought someone's gonna start grabbing and like yanking it back i'm like do not tell me there's a shot in that pipe because that would be. <laughs> I was very. I, that's what I was starting to expect. Like, well, at least they didn't go that route because that would be right. fucking ridiculous. Um, but the blood doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense either. Not at all. So we see the Chud hand coming out of the mantle cover some more, and it's it's creeping out. The Chuds um, are coming. Chuds are coming. Now we get the diner scene. This diner scene is kind of where things start finally picking up. And I use that term lightly, right? very loosely, because it's still not much bigger. But this is where you finally do get to see good old John Goodman and some other guy. John Goodman's just a cop. They come into the diner, and John Goodman's, like, flirting with the waitress, like, straight up. Like, you know, he wants to hit that. And now they turn, after a while, the waitress turns around, and she sees Chud surrounding the diner. Two Chuds. Two or three chuds. There's maybe or, even four, but they're like window, window. They're all outside the windows looking in. And everyone's like, whoa. Oh, and my God. The windows and they, smash, and they're coming in. I love and I'm like, they, all right, something's going to happen. And nope. <laughs> but I love how they break them. They don't break it with their hand. They headbutt the window. <laughs> they just headbutt these windows, smash in. And then they, you cut to a drunk bum on the street who wakes up at the sounds of the breaking glass and scream, and he runs off. That's it. The, so the whole diner massacre... You don't see, which could have been the best part of the movie. It's just, you don't see anything. And so you're just a lot, you know, everybody, everyone dies. That's basically it. Now you get another shot of Lauren sitting on the bed. That's it. A lot of random shots of Lauren doing nothing in this movie. Right. Uh, the door leading to the basement in the hallway is being pounded on while the landlady's kid is playing in front of it. And the kid is about to open it when he gets called away for dinner. And as soon as he runs off, the door bursts open and out comes a shut. Which means that kid was still only about four or five feet away from that door when the thing breaks. So, I think timing could... Anyway, that's on that We're thing. just going to have to assume that the kid is dead. Yeah, or deaf and just never... <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, he came because he got caught away for dinner. So Same with that. the mom, honestly, because the, 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 the chud was pounding really hard. Yeah, like, boom, bang, bang, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And the kid's like looking terrified. The mom's doesn't sound like that far away. Eh, it's time for dinner. Wouldn't yeah. she be like, who the fuck is knocking so loud? Yeah, this is the landlady, too. Yeah. Not doing a very good job. She could give zero fucks about this banging. <laughs> so back to the diner, which is now a massive crime scene. It's all taped off. Cops and government people are all around. So, yeah, the diner is a bloody mess, but they yeah. say they can't find any bodies. Yeah. All the bodies are gone, but blood is everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And there's, of course, you know, now civilian bystanders looking all over the place. Wilson is there. He's giving orders to 
people doing who cares what. So yeah, Wilson's like shit. And he says something about a truck. He's like, watch out for trucks that are ready to explode for some reason. Like, don't go over potholes because these things might explode. Which I don't get, and it never pays off. Yeah, it does. Well, okay, yeah, maybe (laughs) not like how I expected to, but okay, there is a truck explosion at some point. Um, So now we're back to George. He's still trying to get out of the tunnels. He finds Victor's little homeless community down there. And he finds this other guy. I think his name is Hugo or something. We met him earlier. He's dead and mostly eaten. He finds Victor curled up in the fetal position in the corner of a bed, which is in the corner of the room. And when he approaches him, Victor turns and attacks him. So, and basically, and, Vic- and Victor looks like he's turning into a chuck. Yeah, he's turning into a chuck. He's got, you know, his skin's all messed up. His teeth are sharp. His, and, he's greenish. He's kind yeah. of greenish, a very pale green. And he's got the chud teeth. And his eyes are a little different. So too. if you get bitten by a chud, do you become a chud? Are these also like zombie? Yeah, I, I guess. Well, they did say the one they found was obviously human beforehand. Well, so. yeah, but it's. I thought the mutation the did it. Yeah, yeah, the toxic waste. So. so yeah, I guess yeah. If you get bit by it, um, follows the rules of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so George basically shoots him, and of course he goes out checking him out. Not dead. Pops up, shoots him in the head. Victor's dead. The bag lady comes up from out of nowhere and just bashes George over the head, takes the guns, and is about to shoot him, saying, you shot my brother. And then, of course, uh, again, out of nowhere, here comes <laughs> Shepard, who knocks over badly. A lot of sneaking going on A in these A lot tunnels. of sneaking going up in these tunnels. Uh, Shepard comes out, knocks her down, and so Shepard and George, now they run off together. Uh, Bosch arrives at the diner crime scene, and he's just going off and Wilson. Him and Bosch and Wilson argue and fight throughout this entire thing. There's... That's an ongoing theme. And about what, it's the same shit every time. Um, so, I'm not even going to talk about Lauren is back in her place watching the news report of the diner. And they're saying they're going to redirect gas lines into the sewer system. She gets up. She leaves. And as soon as she opens her apartment door, she sees a chud coming up the stairs. She slams the door, locks it behind her. So, she, she boxes, she like barricades herself in the door. Yeah. She tries to call police, but the phone's dead, of course. You know, uh, so at least she does try to barricade the door. She puts up the desk. She tries to barricade the door. So at least smart, you know, try to do something. Shepard and George now, they're trying to get out through this manual cover they found, but if you see that a, par- a truck is parked on top of it and they can't, they can't. So they're trapped. Right. Uh, the two cops that Lauren called earlier to get the dog, the dead dog, <laughs> finally arrived, which m- m- they just know where they go. They know where to go. Uh, and this is, I don't know how, but they, as soon as they walk in through the billions door, they get grabbed and killed by you the chud. You just chud. see chud arms. Wow. Yeah, grab them, boom, dead. You don't see them get killed, nothing is grabbed. Such, so lame, so lame. Um, so George and Shepard, they left the mantle cover that's blocked. They're walking around again. They find the NRC's toxic dump stash uh, and they, there's boxes labeled chud on them uh, so we find out that chud actually has another meaning yeah which we they explained coming up and uh, yeah uh, Wilson he's he's ordering people to pump the gas pump it so uh, now George and Shepard are they find the remains of the, the two teams that were sent down earlier the, the cleanup crew and the flamethrower guys they find the remains. There's like empty suits. There's no even bodies. It looks like the suits just laid out with some blood on. It. There's no bodies in the suits. Uh, and then, you know, some blood thrown here and there. Uh, they find the camera and the head. They take the headset off the, a severed head. They do find a severed head. Yeah. Yes. And they make contact with the monitoring station we saw before. Mm-hmm. So they get a hold of uh, Bosch. 
the, the modern station well, like, yeah. Get, yeah. Yeah, like get call Bosch get a phone and so yeah they finally so get a hold of Bosch they get a hold of Bosch and they're like we're trapped underground we need help yeah um, so <laughs> this takes us back to Lauren the chud bang on her door it's about to break in she turns all the lights off via the fuse box which is conveniently right next to the front door which is a really weird space for a fuse box um, the chud bashes down the door which Laura Lauren was kind of hiding behind and she tries to sneak out, but is spotted by a chud who flips the desk over. She runs and hides in George's dark room. When the chud comes in, she throws, like, uh, photo development fluid in its eyes. They kind of blind him, which is, you know, kind of yeah, smart. There you go. And she rushes out the door, slams it behind her. She takes a sword, yeah, it, a sword and, off the wall. And she it's like a fucking saber. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like, like a cutlass, a saber. Right, it, it, she's wielding it. like Yeah, and she, <laughs> but she's holding almost like a baseball bat. Right. She, she stands there and she's waiting for this thing to come out. She's, she's ready wait, to swing. She's waiting for the chud to come out the door. She's like, come on, motherfucker. Yeah, but she, she seriously looks like, you know, like Mark McGuire or something. <laughs> like, pulls out the bat ready to swing on this thing. Um, but the but chud... Said, Burst through the wall. Yes. Bam! Right through the wall. It's pretty cool. And uh, I mean, as far as this movie is concerned, yeah. it's probably cool. Yeah. And this is where it gets really fucking weird. For I have no idea why it does this, but the chuds. The chuds like in front of it going. And then it decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to make my neck grow. And I'm going to make it easier for her. Exactly. I'm like, why would you do this? There's no reason for this except to make it easier to cut your head off. The chud's neck starts to grow. grow and like it's about growing, a foot. Like, like it's like a, a foot. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, oh. I mean, it kind of looks like one of those like uh, pool f- noodles, like a little flotation noodle. It's yes, long yes. and narrow. And then she's like, <laughs> And she's kind of sort of like, sweet. <laughs> and she just cuts the thing's head off. Thanks for the assist, yeah, chud. Very <laughs> anticlimactic. <laughs> But at, with the head on the floor, it actually, the head rolls and bites Lauren around the ankle, and then she kicks away, and the, you see the lights in the sides are. Which I thought, okay, I'm like, I'm like oh, like, based on what we see now, Victor, she's, she's going to turn into chud. chud. Nope. nope. No payoff with that. Now, there's a chud, too, which I don't know, unless the same characters come back, but I doubt I it. Seriously doubt it. Um, which, by the way, Chud 2 is called Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud. Which makes me think it's like with the Ghoulies route. It more kind of like, are they just trying to get the Chuds high or something? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I think it's going to be better than this one, actually. Um, yeah, it probably would be. So, yeah, she kicks the thing away. Now, Bosch and Shepard and George, uh, I'll tell them, they are, or Bosch tells Shepard and George to meet at a certain point in the stores, and then he'll be there to get them out. Uh, Lauren runs downstairs. She hops in the dead cow's police car, drives off. Wilson does not want Bosch to let Shepard and George out because they... He doesn't want the story exposed. He, he, well, he already started the gas. And he says, oh, well, they'll, they'll, it's too risky and they'll, they'll, all the chuds will come out and, you know, we have to keep them trapped down there. So this is where we learn that Wilson is not really with the NRC and that chud really stands for Chemical Hazard Urban Disposal. Right. Um... So Wilson now pulls a gun on Bosch because Bosch is like you. You've been storing this chemicals and shit yeah. under our city, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this and is your fault like, and your government. I can't, blah, blah, blah. I can't let you get this story out, Bosch. And, and Bosch is pun. It's a really awkward. It's bad. He scene. knocks Wilson stiff. Yeah, he, just, he does <laughs> knock him out, but just the way like he he like knocks the gun away, which he's not holding at like head height. He's he's holding the gun at like his waist. And he's like, and Bosch just kind of like smacks it a little to the side. No, he actually like grabs the wrist and like takes his arm with him and then punches him across the body. It's, he's, he's really, it's really awkward looking. It's weird. <laughs> so anyway, Wilson's knocked out and Bosch takes his gun. And now, 
So the George and Shepard are still trapped in the sewers. The gas is being poured in. You see them coughing and hacking up a bit. Lauren finally shows up to the diner. She demands to see who's in charge. And like one random cop is like, oh, it's that guy. And it's <laughs> Wilson. I'll listen to your demands. Sure. Yeah. Wilson's, and you see Wilson like running, running. off down an alley. Or running yeah. down, and so Lauren chasing takes off. After, chasing after Bosch. Yeah. And so Lauren chases after Wilson. A lot of sneaking going around. Yeah, a lot of chasing here. Uh, now, Bosch, he gets to the truck that's trapping, that's parked on top of the manhole. He gets in and moves the truck. and uh, Bosch is trying to open the sewer. And he, yeah, he's trying to open the sewer cover. From, to save the, Daniel Stern and George. Yeah, and he gets, bam, shot from behind by Wilson. So now apparently did Wilson have two guns this whole time because they picked up Wilson's gun after he knocked him out, which didn't take very long. It wasn't out too long because he got up and ran away. But so... I just want to say where the second gun came from. It, he shouldn't have had that at all. Now, Wilson drags Bosch's body away and gets in the truck and tries to run over Shepard and George as they get out of the, the sewer hole. The yeah, hole so cover. Daniel Stern and George, George have pushed the manhole cover off, and they're yeah. getting up, and Wilson gets in the truck and, and he's trying like, to run him over. I'm going to run him over. And then Lauren shows up just in the nick of time and say, hey, look out, and they dive out of the way as the truck, you know, is about to run them over. Wilson is like, turns, is like he's trying to turn real, the truck around. He's having a hard time with this yeah. truck. He's, he's turning the truck around to make a temp number two. He's doing like a three point turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and ba- Shepard takes Bosch's gun or Wilson's gun, who a gun yeah. and shoots Wilson in the chest through the windshield. And the truck crashes, like hits the curb into onto the manhole. No, I didn't see it. Man was in the middle of the street. So this but is why it, I got confused. Yeah, but it's it, but it somehow winds up rolling onto the manhole and then boom. See, it I didn't think it ran on the manhole cover at all. It did. No, it didn't. It totally did. <laughs> it, ran, it hit a corner like a, a light post, like a stoplight post or something, and then just sat there for the a second. Then it went, exploded. The wheel went into the. Oh, the wheel went okay. into the, the I, I didn't cover, see that. And I, I guess the gas from the sewer underground, with a, I guess a spark happened, it went boom, it blew yeah. up. All right. I, I caused, didn't see the tire Which would have caused a chain effect and lit all that gas around and blew up like a whole city block. Yeah. It, if that was the case, that's what would have happened. Yeah, that definitely would have happened. See, I was expecting the truck to blow up like after once jo- on the first attempt. We tried to run him over on his way to Georgia. I thought he was going to hit that manhole cover that he just climbed out of, and then it, something would happen. But no, yeah, yeah. that didn't happen. And the, the the truck explodes. Yep. And that's the end. Basically, Bosch wakes up <laughs> and tells Shepard, nice shot. George and Lauren make out. The truck is burning behind them. The camera pans up, following the flames and the smoke in the night sky. Fade to black. Roll credits. What happened to the chuds? Yeah. What? what <laughs> that's ha- it. That's the worst ending ever. <laughs> it is. It's, a, it's awful. There's no, yeah. The, you already know the chuds are still down there. Nothing that makes sense. There was they were on the surface running around killing. Who knows if they're even down there anymore? Yeah, who, yeah. The four of them that take the diners out running around doing who their own knows? thing. Maybe, maybe they're sites there. Maybe at Central Park. <laughs> maybe at the Empire State Building. Who knows? who knows? Maybe they're taking in a show on Broadway. Who fucking knows? You don't know what happens to the Chud. No, you never find out. Ugh. So that brings us to Chuds, which oh, it was so boring. It. I barely even classify this as a horror movie. I agree, but it, it's weird because there was really good acting. Like it was, they were they were believable. Yeah, and the I mean, script was good. good and yeah, I mean, it was great performances. It, but it was just shitty movie. Yeah, it's 
speaking of the, 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 the it was written by um, Shepard Abbott, so maybe he named a character after himself. Maybe. And who was credited for coming up with the story idea. And then it was written by Par- Parnell Hall. Um, now, another little tidbit I found that I found kind of interesting, even though they're not listed in the credits, they are credited on IMDb as writers for this movie, and that's Christopher Curry, Bosch, and Daniel Stern are listed as writers, but they're yeah. not credited on the film. So I don't know what their role was in this, but they are, it's, I don't know, interested in. And it was directed by uh, Douglas Cheek. So that brings it like, to the rate. I guess the ratings on this were really, again, were kind of all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, IMDb, kind of right in the middle, it's 5.5 out of 10, which is one of the, makes it one of the more higher rated films that we've right. done. Now, Rotten Tomatoes only has a 17% on the thermometer and then 32% audience score. So that's a low one. But Amazon, this blew Amazon has four out of five stars on Amazon. iTunes had four out of five as well. Good Lord. Like, I don't, to me, I would not rate this that high. I, I just can't. I, I don't know if it's nostalgia stake. Like people have some like look back in the eighties, like oh, it was Chuds, the eighties great, like rose colored glasses. Daniel type thing. Stern, but oh <laughs> uh, no. So John Goodman. Uh, coming to the my, my plot keywords for this movie, which there were a, a lot of them, but I found ones that I just thought were odd, and not the obvious ones, not like monster or right. stuff like that. Should. So uh, yeah, should. Uh, so the, the more interesting were answering machine message. I want to say, it's keeping, these are words that people would type in to find movies that feature these things. So somebody would, is typing in, I want a movie with an entry machine message. That, that's a plot keyword. Blows my mind. Manhole cover. <laughs> rolling a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Daniel Stern Dan does Sud roll a it. cigarette. Yes. Phone message. White panties. That is pervy and weird. That is. But I, I'm trying to think of a... I mean, I guess the girl got. Ready and the, to when take we a first meet Lauren, she's getting dressed, and she's—I think she has white panties on. Very briefly. Very briefly, when she's pointing. She, and it's just like her getting dressed. It's yeah, not. Sexy it's not sexy at all. At all no. Um, title ends with period. <laughs> answering machine. They really are going on about the answering machines yeah. here. Entire title is capitalized acronym. <laughs> Bag lady. A little girl. Little boy, which Ooh. duh, that's Ooh. creepy. Yeah. That somebody's typing that. I want to see a movie with little yeah. girls and little boys. Little boy. That's wrong. Watching TV and Street Sweeper. Cool. Yeah, those are the more. <laughs> what? So with that done, now is what's kind of one of my personal favorites, and we're gonna play the let's guess the budget game all right all right. let's see what aaron comes up with this week so marshall knows the budget i don't so that's kind of where we're going here and let's say all right 1984 is when the movie was released um it stars daniel stern george hurd john hurd john hurd pardon me thank you because george was his name john hurd who were not huge actors at the time they you know they were they were very young in their career so I don't think the pay was a big factor in this movie. The effects were kind of shitty. Yep. Um, they used the same locations quite a bit. They were in the sewer quite a bit. Probably not a lot of money to spend on that. Also, accounting for 1984 money, mm-hmm. so you got to have to you know give the value of the dollar a little bit more. So you got to have to go lower. 
I'm going to guess. Get so in depth with this. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking out loud. It helps. <sighs> I'm going to guess, and I need a Jeopardy music here or something. Yeah, no joke. $850,000. Wow. That's one of your closer ones. You actually did not go over this year. All right. You were under. The budget was a hundred one and a quarter million. Okay. $1,250,000. All right. Is so the, is the budget. not too far off. Not too far. That's not one of your too, better guesses. Yeah, yeah. Most See, time you're you, most time you're way I'm off. Way time. off. <laughs> there's been one, there's only, I think there's only been two times when I've gotten this close. Yeah. yeah. So I talking through it helps, Marshall. <laughs> talking through it helps. So I should be on, you know, like whenever they did the millionaire show and the guys would talk. Oh, I remember it wasn't this. Oh, God. The, the, yeah. That pissed you off. <laughs> Didn't it? <laughs> I hated those. Uh, so you want to be a millionaire? Because it would take so goddamn long to answer one question. Ugh. Like in a half and hour show, they they answer like one, maybe two questions in the entire half hour. Come back next week, we'll figure yeah. out any more. He goes, no, it's just so. Anyway, now we get one of my personal favorites. I know budget's fun too, but I this actually just blows my mind when we do these. And I'm talking about the five star reviews. All right, there there were a decent amount. I just wrote down like I think five that were really interesting and kind of or I found really funny. Um, the first one. Is from I pulled these off of Amazon, right? And it's from Kevin Donnelly, and he said, "When I first heard a chud on The Simpsons, I thought to myself, I bet they're just mocking it. It can't be a good movie, but boy, was I wrong! <laughs> this piece of cinematic perfection was by far the best movie ever made on the topic of cannibals living underground in humanoid form." <laughs> <laughs> Go right out and buy this movie. You won't be disappointed! Oh. Exclamation mark! Five stars. Wow. So. I don't know if he's to say. I mean, obviously, the best movie on Cam Cam was living on the ground. I don't know how many of them there are, but still, it, I just found that hilarious because he mentioned the Simpsons. In I this do one. love the Simpsons episode when he's like, he tells a story about getting chased around New York, and he goes, and then he like at the very end, he goes, and that's when the Chuds came. <laughs> <laughs> so now this one blew me away because okay, it's by Andrew. Uh, Bonheim or Bonham, B-O-N-I-M-E. Sorry if you mispronounced your name, Andrew. Um, okay, you should know. It's, okay, anyway, I'm going to get into it. It wouldn't be fair to me to comment on this movie, on this film, having produced it. Oh. But since this DVD has a commentary track that is loaded with lies about the production, in parentheses, all the, act, all the, the actors all got paid, and I can prove it. <laughs> Deferments from profits and thus... Far haven't there haven't been any? I should know. I have a deferment myself, and I haven't gotten any of it either. Close parentheses. If you really want to know, go to dot dot dot. It's been removed. It will explain it all. Five stars, <laughs> which blew my mind. And I when I went back and watched over, he's the first credit on the name. He's the first name you see on the screen is Andrew Bonime Bonimi. I don't know what his name is, but big blue letters. First name producer. And so they're seeing a DVD. Unfortunately, I watched this on uh, Amazon Prime. I had to stream it, rented it, so I didn't get the commentary track. But God, I watched to listen to that commentary right. track. So, what was going on? So with according this movie? to what Andrew's saying is that there's a rumor going around that none of the actors got paid. Yeah. Huh. Or the other payment was in like okay, uh, deferments or something like that, which he hasn't gotten his either. So weird. I don't know, but yeah, I was like, Dad, Ooh, I was like, I have to, I really want to know more about this. Yeah. That's crazy. If anybody knows, let us know. So now this is just from a customer. One of the great horror movies of all times will scare the socks off you. 
Please watch and enjoy this masterpiece. Douglas Cheek's direction is masterful. Five stars. Ugh. It's not scary. No. It's not suspenseful. It's boring. It's so boring. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, ben Moore. Shepard Abbott. <laughs> I love this one. Shepard Abbott, the writer of this radical movie. That's a great term from the 80s. 80s. Radi- radical, radical movie. Radical, dude. Is my art teacher. It's awesome. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Not only is he a director, he's also an art teacher. You no, know, he's the writer. He didn't direct. Oh, writer. Okay, he's, he, he's the one who came up with the idea. He's not even, he didn't even write the screenplay. He came up with the idea for the movie, the oh, story. Wow. Yeah, he's this guy's art teacher. <laughs> so I like this is awesome. That is pretty cool. This is amazing. So the last one I wrote down is just from a customer. Let me just tell you that if you have not seen this, the movie Chud, you are not living a complete life. <laughs> Seriously, this movie most definitely. Get you where it counts. I, bad Great. grammar is all this. Daniel Stern plays an excellent AJ. Look for a possible Chud 3 starring Randy Deeks, Dan Kubrick, and Jim Butler. I don't know who any of those I don't, people are. Those three, actor, those three actors are three of the most talented artists around. You should see what they can do. May the Chud be with you. Five stars. <laughs> May the Chud be with you. That oh, blew God. my mind. I'm like, first of all, I don't think that a Chud three ever came out. I don't think it did. Either. I know a second one did. I don't know about a third. Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud is the right. sequel, and so I was like, what? And then these Randy's na- ran name these random people. Like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> so, so I got a, I got a little piece of interesting, you know, little little Easter egg or just kind of a little observation. All right, later so on. George by John Hurd, mm-hmm. AJ by Daniel Stern. Both of those guys were in Home Alone. Yep. That was uh, Macaulay Culkin's dad was John Hurt. Yep. And Daniel Stern was uh, one of the Wet Bandits. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah. with Joe Pesci. So, Both yeah, I just Alone. thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, look, it's, uh, you know, Kevin's <laughs> Kevin from Home Alone. It's his dad <laughs> and uh, one of the Wet Bandits running around. <laughs> yep. So there's another connection for you. Uh, other than that, like I said, that's pretty much going to do it for us uh, this week. Uh, Aaron, would you recommend people actually watch this movie? You know, I'm going to say no. Don't watch it. But it had, honestly, some of the acting was good. So it wasn't horrible. It was, it's it's tough for me for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, don't watch it. It's just, it, it will feel let down. Because I think the film had potential. I really did. Yeah, it did have potential. Like, except we, no, I should say before, maybe before we go into recommendation, we, like I said, we normally like now start doing our favorite kill of the movie. But with this movie, personally, I don't even know if I have one because there really are no kills that you see. Well, I guess my favorite kill would have to be Daniel Stern shooting Wilson because that's one of the only deaths you see, and Wilson's a dick. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm like, yay, he's dead. And yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's the only, and the only other on-screen death you get is, is uh, the Chud who gets decapitated. Yeah. And when George shoots Chud turning Victor. Right. So that's, the, that's basically the only on-screen death you get. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to count killing the Chud because that's not what this is about. But I guess it could be. But uh, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take the Chud getting killed because that's the only real death you see. Yeah. It's the um, only like special effects. Where, yeah. Like like death scene special effects. Yeah. And normally when I say favorite kill, it's normally the the monster, the killer, and the killing the character, the victim, not the characters killing the antagonist, the, the bad guy. But for this movie, fuck it. There's really nothing else to judge by. Right. I'm, I'm, I will take the sp- spaghetti neck decapitation. <laughs> uh, so, fuck it. Yeah. So, hey, back to the recommend. Would so, you recommend it? No, I wouldn't recommend it. I think the film had a lot of potential. 
I think it could have been a really good movie yeah. if they would have just incorporated actual scenes of you know things happening. Yeah. Instead of, it's and it, less it, less conference room meeting time and more footage of the chud actually wrecking your FaceTime. Yeah. Right. I mean, and they don't have to do it every single time. They can do the grab and pull off screen and you hear the scream. They can yeah. do that, but they did it every time. Every time. Ugh. Now maybe you know what? Here's something I, I maybe I should have looked up or. Maybe I'll take a quick gander here to see what it is. Um, What's that? Uh, the rating. I almost, it, okay, it is, it's rated R, which means actually maybe if it's PG-13, I get why they, nothing was on stage. But if it's rated R, then yeah, there, there's no excuse for that. That definitely should have been uh, some more on-screen deaths. Right. So now, would I recommend the movie? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. Again, because, again, I say with Amir, it's not badly written. Or anything like that. It's actually one of the better written things, but it's just almost too much well written. It's too much of nothing going on. Too much boardroom, conference room scenes. Not enough chuds, and it drags. It's the version I watched was like an hour and thirty seven minutes. I think there's a shorter version, but I, the one I got stuck with was that long. And for an hour, that which made it feel like a lot longer because long there's nothing movie, happening. Yeah. So even though a lot of people think of it as an eighties classic because it's one of those you know chud eighties you know products. Which a lot of people look back on finally, and I, I admit that I have my take on it. Oh, that's pretty good. But I think we're looking back and through rose scented glasses, nostalgia, and this does not live up to it. I yeah. say, do not watch Chud. Pass up on, on Pass Chud. On Chud. Uh, so, really, any other closing any closing statements that you got? We dove into the sewer, and we just can't wash the stench of Chud yeah. off of us right now. We got now. the shit. Just, You're covered in the Chud shit. Yeah, it was just a bad. It just was. But we did it for you. <laughs> we did it for you, the listener. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, everybody take care. Remember, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at, under, at So Bad It's Scary. Right. Uh, you can listen to us on Podbean and on iTunes. We're on so iTunes. Subscribe. So it's please follow. subscribe. It's yes. free. Uh, any comments, questions, or suggestions, feel please free to Please leave it on our Facebook page. Comment I know on Facebook. I've or actually s- been getting a few requests via just my, my Facebook mail, but guys, please put it on our site because we'll see it quicker and other people can see it, maybe make recommendations. Yep. Also, our webpage, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. You can uh, send us a direct email from there. Uh, and you also listen to episodes, check other things out. So I think that's going to do it. I'm Marshall Hampton. And I am Aaron Southworth. Take care, everybody. Hugs and kisses. Be back later.